brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, y'all? We are live. Getting my boy Nevada in here. We are cranking up. What are you guys up to today for the game? Go ahead and leave some comments for me. Send Nevada's invite right quick. Take you guys right into the film studio, baby. All right. Let's see. What are we up to? Okay. Film studio time. That defense. See what this defense is up to, boys. Boys and girls. There we go. Got it booted up. What are you guys up to today? Got the chat going. All right. What is up, y'all? Go ahead and fire away with those comments. See what's going on. Got the uh what's up, y'all? What are you guys doing for the game? Shout it out. Where you guys watching from? Uh, what do you guys want to see? A little defense here. Uh, I wish Jack Sawyer would start. He's not starting yet, but he's usually in on the second drive. So, got Nevada coming in now. Let me add him. What is up, my man? We just started off. We got a little bit of uh, all 22 going. We are live right now. Uh, I got the chat going. I love it. So, yeah, we're cranked up. So, how do you feel about the Wisconsin game, Nevada? I think this game's been played before. I mean, haven't we played this game against them where Wisconsin comes in, you know, big running game, got to stop the bat, and we, and we just kick the living heck out of them? Isn't that how yeah. this game plays out? Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, you know, these teams that can't really do anything other than run the ball, they really have trouble when we get when we get ahead by, you know, 14 to 21. It's almost like it's they're chasing and it's like game over, but – you know, it's just one of those things where we're going to have to make sure we do the right thing. I mean, they're they're missing their left tackle, which is huge. Um, I don't know. But I, uh, I'm i really excited about tonight. Uh, they're wearing my favorite jerseys, the black jerseys, which you probably hate. But as you know, I wear black every day, so it's literally my favorite jersey. 
Wait a second. But um, I probably hate, dude. I'm like Mr. Special Jersey. I love the special jerseys. I'm oh, all really? About the, I'm all about the special jerseys. What's your favorite special jersey that they've ever worn? I think the all whites. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I like those a lot. But I'm, I'm watching Wake Forest and Clemson right now. It's 35-35, 10 minutes to go. Uh, Clemson cannot stop Wake Forest. Absolutely really? cannot stop. Yeah, cannot stop them. The Michigan game kind of got out of whack there a little bit. But Wake Forest is, uh, I'm talking, Wake Forest is going to beat Clemson today. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had to, since I'm going, I'm heading to the stadium in an hour, I had to go get a workout as so, like, I'm eating pretzel, pretzel bread in the, in your little area. So I'm going to be, uh, I had to burn some of that off. I had to get a little deficit going before I went in there and have me some, some ice cold beers, you know? Yeah. Well, well, Ohio State's, you know, like I said, it, Oh, Wake Forest, long pass down to the 20-yard line. Yeah. So I think, you know, Ohio State today, you know, they're going to be a little shorthanded. It sounds like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably out, but I think and, and Denzel Burke's out, but everybody else seems to be a go unless something happens at the last minute. Um, this, I, I think the crowd noise is going to be a factor, too. I think uh, the, I think the crowd's going to be so. cranked up, and I think, you know, that makes it tough on an offense, and especially an offense like that where you're you know, trying to slow the game down, go long counts, run the ball. Uh, I think the crowd's going to become a factor. And I, I, I think the Ohio State defense is going to put on a, uh, is going to put on a virtuoso performance tonight. I really do. Yeah. I think missing that left tackle is a big deal, especially you're going to have a guy who hasn't probably played much uh, in that crowd noise versus Jack Sawyer. Um, you know, but yeah, this is a, uh... College football, football in general is just the best because I, I love NFL football as much as college, which might, might be in the minority, but I love NFL football too. But like football fall is the greatest time of the year by far. It's just amazing. And I enjoy every second of it because we're already like, four, we're going to be through four games already by the end of the night. And that's just insane how fast it goes, you know? Yeah, well, as you get older, the seasons go faster for sure. I mean, I can remember Jackson Smith and Jigba just being a, being a guy and now, like you said, he's four games through probably his final season at Ohio State, and you know it's uh, the time goes quick. You gotta you enjoy everyone. I take no game for granted, um, and these big games, these big night games, especially, uh, are fun. I mean, this is this is going to be a it's going to be a fun matchup, and it's, it's a great it's a great you know measuring stick for Ohio State. It's a great measuring stick for Ryan Day and and for Jim Knowles. You know where are we at defensively? You know what, what, yeah, how good have we made strides? from last year you know can we handle some bully ball because we're going to see it tonight mm -hmm. and uh we're going to see it tonight in, in spades that's for sure oh there's no doubt yeah i think it's going to be uh it's going to be fun it's going to be fun yeah i i i'm hoping that jack gets off tonight and gets his gets that performance he's you know that that multiple sack game that we've been looking for and you know uh, like i said when you're going against a backup man and this kind of environment this kind of pressure in game there's never a better time to put some pressure on the guys yeah, well, what, what? Tell me, what type of blitz packages gave you the most trouble when you were playing it? What teams gave you the most trouble as a as an offensive lineman, and, and what 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 didn't you like to see? You know, generally, like I, you know, Michigan State, like D'Antonio stuff was always hard, but their players weren't very good, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like super difficult. Plus, we were like we were so used to it because a lot of the stuff that Jim Haycock ran was really close to what D'Antonio ran, so. But like, you know, his stuff was always hard. He was super aggressive. You know, it was it was funny because you talk about that double A gap blitz, which is your favorite blitz where um, if I just had to like draw it up here, it's kind of like, uh, let me get my pen out. Um, it'd be like if, you know, you have your end, your tackle, tackle, end, and then you walk up your two backers in the A gap. 
That was, you know, and take these guys out of the picture and then put everybody man-to-man -man across the board. You probably put him there, there, there. Um, that was Mark D'Antonio's uh, only call in two-minute drill. He would literally bring six every single time, and he would play press man. And, you know, it was like, give her the ball or you're, you're going to die if you go empty. So it was always real interesting. I love Dino's defense. Um you know, I mean, Wisconsin was pretty basic. Michigan was pretty basic. Uh, not a ton of exotic blitz schemes. I mean, LSU's was decent, but, you know, I, I don't really think it was as much their schemes. It was, you know, they had Glenn Dorsey, who was really good, and Tyson Jackson was overrated. He went third overall in the draft, but he wasn't really that good. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, but they, they ran some exotic stuff, but that wasn't the reason why we lost. We're just, you know, we just stunk. But, you know, Wisconsin, I think, is they're, they're pretty basic. I remember when we were getting ready to play these guys in 2015 or uh, 2012, Tom Herman thought that they were going to run a rifle blitz, which it'd be, if this was a – imagine this is a four-down front. He imagined there was this – he called it the rifle, which was a, a single blitzer off the edge on every single play. So the entire week running scout team, every single play I ran against Wisconsin in 2012 – was a blitz off the edge every single play. And we got to the game against Chris Ash. And Chris Ash was Tom Herman's best man and his best friend, his coordinator at Texas, you know, all that. And uh, he didn't blitz a single time. So, you know, that was like the interesting thing in 2012 is like we always were trying to guess what teams were going to run against Urban's power spread offense. And we guessed wrong every single week. So it was just funny because these guys finally, after about 10 weeks, are like, do you guys have any idea what they're going to run against us? I just finally said, no, we have no clue. I mean, there's no, there's no law that says somebody is going to run something ever, you know, against you. And that's like the cool thing about football is like, you can practice and do walkthroughs and watch tape, but you could get out there. They could run something totally different. And urban talked about in 20, 2008, um, when they played Oklahoma and they had Sam Bradford, uh, they never saw Oklahoma run an odd, a three, four defense ever in their history and sure enough they get out there and they go odd defense on like the third drive and like Adazio and Dan Mullen had to run down there and you know get on the grease board fix everything and you know because if they don't if they don't fix that and it's a look that they've never practiced against and never seen you know that is, it could be a you could lose a national championship because of that well you know it's funny because like this week Ohio State's been practicing these heavy <laughs> Heavy sets all week. Good to, good to see you're staying hydrated there, Kirk. It's always what I love best Dude. is being on the microphone when you're drinking. Chugging. There. You're chugging, chugging on the microphone. It's because I got, I got, the, I got, yeah, I know. All the, I apologize to everybody that's listening to me drink water, but so man, all the thirsty. fans that are out there be like, oh my yeah. God, please, please, Kirk, please make him stop. Please make him stop oh. drinking water on things. Like, I got, I got to oh. stay in shape, man. Because if I if I keel over, someone's gonna run these podcasts for us, you know. <laughs> oh, oh my! God. I think I think it'd be worth it to have you keel over than have to listen to that one more time. Oh god, but, uh, you're probably right. You know, Ohio State, you know, Wisconsin's not gonna come out and trick you offensively today. They're just not. We know what they're gonna do, um, and it's like I think from they're just they're so basic offensively. You know, Ohio State's gonna come out in that bare front. They're gonna load it up. They're going to stop the run, and I think the only thing that Wisconsin could do would maybe throw a little bit on early down. So if you're Wisconsin, what do you expect to see out of Wisconsin? I expect I don't expect to see anything tricky. I think they're going to line it up and try to run it and just try to see if they're if they're tougher than we are. Hang on, I had to unmute my microphone because I just chugged my elect my electrolyte. Oh my! Uh, oh my God! Post workout, but you didn't you, you didn't hear it that time. So 
That's like down two two liters of water. But I, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's got to be tough because you got to think they're going to play coverage. Because good God, they're down three DBs, so you got to help those guys. I mean, it's kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul with with what you're trying to do against Ohio State. Because I, I think you want Ohio State to run the ball against you. I, mean, I think that's the the optimal thing. Here's here's Jack playing some. You know this guy. I think this counts as a sack for Jack. I don't know. This is a this is an interesting one. He doesn't. You know he gets pressure here, but he doesn't. Does he get a piece of him? Or is the guy? I think the guy. It looks like the guy trips over his tackle. There's a little bit of a cheap shot on uh, Javante Jean Baptiste, but yeah, here Jack's actually playing DN for like the you know one of the few times where he's not in a stand up, uh, going against the right tackle. Nice move. Baby Mike Vick is going. But this is Ty Leak, man. This. It's funny because Tyleek doesn't get in the sack, but this is literally all Tyleek. So it's funny. Tyleek is actually blitzing a kid named Vinny Scurry. He went to my high school. He's a Perry Panther. Great kid. Better high school player than I was, but not a better college player than I was, but really good kid. But Tyleek, I mean, makes this whole thing. And this is what we need tonight. This is what this is why Tyleek needs to be our starting three technique. Watch this. Because I don't see this out of the other guys that we play at three technique. You know, and, and granted, you know, this is against the kids that said Toledo. This isn't Bama or Georgia, but... You know, that's great explosion. And, I mean, he literally pushes the guard into the quarterback and sacks the quarterback. And I think that they give Jack credit because he's closest maybe, but um, that's all Tyleek, man. And, I mean, this is this is a miserable situation when you're a guard and you got a guy like Tyleek who's one of these big, rare, explosive dudes who can just jack a guard up into the quarterback. So, you guys that are in here watching, uh, you can leave us questions in the chat. Shout out, where are you guys from? What are you guys doing for the game? Uh, I love Middletown Middies, baby. I love it. I think that's the home of John Peterson and Chris Carter, so love it. Oh, and he's got some pizza and some beer. Talking about it. Love it. All right. Uh, Nevada, what are you doing for the game? Just game-threading it up with me? I'm game-threading it up. I'm, I've, I've bet a couple of props already. I've got the uh, Marvin Harrison prop. I, I believe it's over 83 and a half yards, and I've got the uh, Ameca prop over 62 and a half yards and uh was thinking about betting the the trey henderson line but they they've got trey henderson at 73 and a half yards tempted to go over but with ohio state the way you know because i think the, the run's going to be there all night i think they're going to be giving the put that shell out there just seeing if they if ryan day can somehow stick with the run you know i, I love the uh the t-shirt at the cleveland brown steelers game you know just run the ball kevin it's like just run the ball ryan um, but I just, I don't know if I trust them to run it enough because I think Trey Henderson and mine should both go crazy tonight. And, um, so 73 and a half seems like, you know, I don't know. It just seems like that's the, you got to go over on that number, but I just don't trust them yet. So I, I can't, I haven't pulled the trigger on that one, but with the, uh, with the situation with Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm taking the other two wide receivers over and I think they'll go over easily. What do you think of this Toledo quarterback? No, I, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing with Trey is like, you know, he's got to start playing through some of these nagging injuries because he really, you know, he he's been dinged up a lot. And I'm telling you, man, you gotta you gotta get some of that warrior and just say f it and play through these little dings and these little ankles and tape it up because you know, I mean, we're gonna need him eventually. We're not gonna need him. I mean, I get it if you if you sit out against Toledo and some of these other squads, but. You know, we need him to start finishing some of these games on his own accord as opposed to walk into the locker room after a quarter. Uh, I think that he also, you know, I, that, that prop, 
again, this is why I'm a terrible gambler because I could go either well, way. Well, no, on that, no, but no, 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 let's go. Let's go back to that one just for a second. Which which games has he taken himself? I mean, I forget the Toledo game that was seven seventy seven points that he took himself out of. What other game? What other has he pulled himself out of other big games? And maybe I don't notice it, but has he pulled himself out of other big games? Well, I mean, he he. I mean, he played like one drive against Toledo, so it wasn't seventy seven to nothing yet. Well, I mean, it was but Toledo. I mean, like, I mean, it, it was Toledo. Yeah, I get it, but I mean. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He's starting, you know, he, he shouldn't have all these lingering injuries. Like, that's that's my just my biggest issue with him right now. I was like, he's got to start finishing some of these games, you know, after a quarter. You know, even if it wow. is Toledo, like, he was out after one drive. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, I just, I, I kind of feel like maybe if they'd have done with that, that with Jackson Smith and Jugman stuck, stuck with his uh, play count, that maybe he'd be playing this week. But I digress. Well, Jackson, Jackson uh, shouldn't have played at all. I mean, he's got a hamstring. That's a totally well, different this, deal. Well, but this is that's the the point is if you feel anything nag, if you feel any twinge, any tweak, any roll against Toledo, I don't care where, when it is, pregame, postgame, midgame, first quarter, first drive, you got to take yourself out of the game, and. That's why I have no trouble with whomever taking themselves out of that game early or not playing at all. Like, it, you know, I, I, for Jackson, Jackson Smith had a 15 game, or excuse me, a 15 play script. He got tweaked on play 23. And for me, that's like, that probably shouldn't happen. No, but, that's, neg you know? that's negligent and it's stupid. I'm I sorry. Just, like, I mean, that, that guy shouldn't, Jackson shouldn't have even practiced this week. There's no reason he could. I mean, he's the point where he should be like Julio Jones and just dress on. If you really need him, dress him on Saturday. But I have no idea why he did anything Toledo week. I have no idea why he dressed against Toledo. He played like maybe two series against Toledo, and then he got hurt in practice. So it's like well, there's nothing I, worse. Yeah, for, the, yeah, but I don't. I don't have a problem with him playing. I, I mean, I, I you know, the seasons are over quickly. These guys, you can't put them in bubble wrap the whole time. You got to play. But if you have a thing, you're like you're on a pitch count, then at least stick to the pitch count. You know what I'm saying? Like. No. That for me was just I, I haven't said a lot about that, but it, I mean it bothered me a little bit that that happened. But you know, hey, we'll see. We'll we'll see this week. I think uh, I think I, I just think that this game, you know, I know people are are scarred by some of the games against Wisconsin, some of these these other close games, but I just don't think this one's going to be close. And I I could be wrong, and I can be sitting there. And, you know, I mean, I didn't. Now, frankly, I didn't think the Notre Dame game was going to be close either. So I'm I'm not probably the best. Uh, prognosticator on this one but i just i i just have a feeling that ohio state's going to come out and make this one-dimensional team even more one-dimensional and uh, you know if, if ohio state runs the ball if they actually run the ball against the two it will force wisconsin to come up 
and, and play play the run, and then they can take those deep shots over the top, beat those, uh, you know, the a, a really diminished Wisconsin back. I, I think that he's going to go the other way, though. I think he's going to come out and pass and set up the run, and, you know, that can be a little wonky sometimes. So, you know, I'm a little hesitant, but I, I, I don't – I picked the score. I think I picked 40, 42-7, I think is what I picked, and I'm sticking with that. You know, here a few hours before the game, Nothing, nothing I've heard or seen changed my mind. I think, uh, I think Ohio State rolls big. I'm just gonna do my standard 42-21 because I just, you know, if we get up and they put the backups in and they give a give up a touchdown or two late, you know, it's, I don't, I don't. The thing about Wisconsin, it's interesting because you, you know, you talk about people being scarred by Wisconsin. When's the last time they beat us? Twenty was it literally 2010? The well, game up I, there. I, I remember one of the few games that I've ever seen Ohio. I mean, I I've seen Ohio State play hundreds of times and one of the few games that i've seen where they lost was uh when teddy ginn returned his first punt for a touchdown against oh, wisconsin yeah that was, Remember, yeah, four, that, that was the first game that i played in that was a long time that was a long time that's when I, I remember that but that stuff dies hard you know what i'm saying that you uh you remember the uh the losses i remember the oh the oh three loss at night uh, the lee evans um uh, move on uh on Chris Gamble, and uh, that that was that that stayed with me as well. But you know, but God, it's, I mean, that was twenty years ago. I mean, it's twenty twenty two. And I and I think and I think Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds was framed. He framed. No, he didn't show up. Ryan, he, he was Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Rob, is Reynolds. Dead, it, Ryan's Deadpool. <laughs> Ryan, I like I like Deadpool. Deadpool's <laughs> one of the great movies ever. It was one of the, the first great. rated the first rated R Marvel movie. And it was fantastic. I wish Venom yeah, was rated R. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it, it was good. Well, where, Ryan, Rob, whatever Reynolds, he was he was framed. I don't think he actually did it. So this was this was an interesting thing, and this is why I think we. I don't know if we'll see there. I went back and looked through Jim Knowles's like entire history at Duke and Oklahoma State, and I've never seen him run bear. But this is kind of like a a precursor because you've got three ends on the field, like you've got Javante exactly. playing the jack. You've got JT and you've got Tyler Friday. I think they're trying to get Tyler Friday more involved because he didn't really do much the first couple of weeks. But here you got your nose. And if you just, you know, bump, if you just bump an end in to here and you bump an end in to here, you already have a stand-up guy. And then you put, you know, you basically you put steel over here. Um, it's close, you know, I mean, it's really close. Or you could, you know, if you bring in another D tackle and sub out one of the safeties, then you, you got the whole thing. You could put a tackle here. You could put your end here. And then you could put, like, Jack and and Javante or or whoever. Um, I think JT Tumlau would be a really good three technique in the bear. But, again, it just, you know, it depends on if Jim Nils wants to bust that out. I always think it's a good idea to bust it out. Every team we've gone against is busted out the bear. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to jar up the ghost of Bud Foster in 2014, but they've been doing it. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, the only the, the only the only question I have on that is because that looks like that funnel pressure package where you're bringing it from the outside, and doesn't that leave the the middle of the field wide open for Wisconsin right there to run straight up the gut? Uh, in the, in this look, yes. Um, 
Maybe. I mean, I mean here goes the quarterback. I mean, if, you, if you're going against Michael Vick, you might be worried about it because this kid was. No, nah, but I, I'm just worried about them handing the ball off. I just hope you don't, you know, like what well, I liked it, in well, practice, is when, it was when they lined that, that guy up there and that stand up and he's on he's on the inside and not on the outside so much. Because I, I think you've got to take away that inside run from Wisconsin because that's, well, I, that's I don't, bread, I, and, bread, bread and butter for those I, guys. Th- I think if you, I don't think Wisconsin is going to be in this formation much, but I, I think that they're going to have a tight end in and they're going to be in their they're heavier set, but I, I just think this would be suicide against Wisconsin. There's no way you're going to leave it. You're going to have a super wide nine and a zero. That'd be insane. Uh, you, you know, ideally with a bear, you'd have a tackle in here. You'd have your extra D lineman in, and then, uh, you could either play him as a five or you could play him here and then you could have a stand up guy. You know, so if you just delete him, put him there and then bump Javante in and have him, or, I mean, you, you could really play a choke if you want. I mean, this, this is actually pretty close to bear defense, um, you know, because generally you'll play a safety here choked on the tight end, which a choke means he's literally pressed man on the tight end and outside. Uh, you'd have your tackle here, your nose here, nose here. And, and this would be usually a stand up like a, this would be like a Sam linebacker. So, I mean, that's why I like bear because it's, it's ultra aggressive. You stand up and end. You stand up your Sam, so this could be, or you know, it could be Steel. I mean, Steel would be good at it. Jack Sawyer would be good at it. Uh, you know, the thing is, is you know, we've got if you ran three defensive ends, two D tackles. If you made this, you know, ideally in a perfect world, I would make this Mike Hall. I'd make this fifty-one. I'd make this Tyleek, and then I, I I'd make this JT. You know, and then you put you know you put Jack Sawyer, and then you put Steel over here you know and i i i think that would be fantastic something um we ran a pressure package my favorite press pressure package of all time in 2019 was with uh it was halfway stuff we had um we had baron browning who is i don't know if you guys follow the broncos at all but he's been fantastic and they've converted him to a defensive end he was on what edge and then you put chase here so yeah, these two guys race into the quarterback and then, you know, you put your, you know, you, your best pressure guys on the inside here. You know, you had, you had, uh, um, Devon Hamilton and, you know, you had those really good D tackles we had back then. And, uh, that was ferocious. I mean, that was really a pain in the butt to go against. And, you know, we, but we had those good corners and that was when we had Okuda and Arnett and, and Sean Wade and Jordan Fuller playing high safety. I mean, it was, uh, it was good stuff. So. You know. Well, how much how much Taraja Mitchell do you think we see today? I don't think any, or maybe a little bit, but I mean, I just don't. You know, I mean, I mean, he hasn't has he played linebacker at all, other than like deep in the game and we're up by five touchdowns. Yeah, you just I mean, wonder. I, you know, is, is is this the day that we play three linebackers? And if we do, is it Taraja or, or is it is it Cody Simon? You know, I mean, like like well, who, who steps into that third third he, linebacker look? He, here, here's my thing. Because, you know, with, with, with this, so this is, this is a great picture of the Jack defense right here. So here's the Jack. Jack Sawyer. It's funny. The Jack is actually a Jack, Jack Sawyer. So, you know, playing this Jack position essentially is kind of like playing, it's like playing three, like a defensive tackle and a linebacker put together. Because you're not as deep as a linebacker and you're not as, you're not on the line like a D tackle, but you basically play like a, like a, a hybrid three technique. And, I know that because I've literally watched hours of Jim Knowles clinic tape to know how he explains the Jack. 
So, you know, he's generally reading this guard. But I think that, like, playing this, if you ask me who I'd put in as the third linebacker, as the Sam linebacker who's on the ball, which, you know, when I played, Bobby Carpenter was a really good Sam linebacker. He's a bigger guy, 6'3-ish, 6'4-ish, heavy guy. I'd put, I'd put Jack Sawyer in as the third linebacker and have him – because the third linebacker generally is the guy who's pressed on the edge against the tight end and a guy that can set the edge. And, like, I mean, Jack's 265, but, you know, you're not asking him to, do, to play coverage. You're asking him to, you know, you'd have him in there on rundowns. You know, he's not going to be running with the tight end and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, you'd have to help him there. But, I mean, if, if you want a guy who's big and can set the edge, I'd play, you know, I'd play our best guys. I mean, I put our, our I think our, you know, if you give me our the top 11, I think Zach Harrison and I think, uh, JT and I think Jack Sawyer are three of our best 11. You know, interior wise, I think it's Mike Hall and Ty Leak, and then, you know, Steele, uh, Tommy, and then, you know, you pick your, your guys in the back end, your four guys in the back. Um, but that's just my opinion. Like, I mean, because again, Jack, Jack Sawyer is athletic enough to play. He literally would just play right here, like where a Sam linebacker would play right on the edge. Uh, you know, if you set like an under front. You know, which again we haven't really done you put a nose here you put a three technique here delete him um and then the rest kind of stays the same and then you put jt over here put zach harrison over here and then you just you know you fill in your other linebackers in the gaps you'd put you know you put mike you put this tommy eichenberg and you put your will right here um that's just my opinion again like if you said kirk gun to your head what would you do to stop wisconsin's run put jack sawyer at sam now i don't know if, if that's insanity but I'd do that. I'd run bear. Um, I, I think you could run some of this Jack stuff. The Jack stuff's really good against the counter runs because Jim Knowles like cut his teeth having to stop Oklahoma's counter when they had Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and guys that were like, you know, four, five, four, 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 three guys. Uh, and they would run, you know, their, their counter play. They, you know, they, they down block, down block, back block, pull, kick him. Pull, you know, they pull their one of their 380 pound tackles, Orlando Brown or Cody Ford, um, and they would uh, they would read it, you know. So they would read this guy. So if this guy would close, this guy, the 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 running back, if he would close and chase the running back, this was Kyler Murray, who's you know one of the fastest players in the country, number one pick. If this guy would run with the running back, he would pull it and he'd be out. <laughs> so well, I mean, you got how much how much how much quarterback run do you think we'll see out of Wisconsin tonight? None. I mean, I you hope if so. they, it, I mean, with Graham Mertz, I hope they run it with him. That'd be amazing. You know, yeah, he, I, I mean, I, I mean, cause after seeing, after seeing this guy, I mean, cause I, I thought, I mean, if this guy wanted to, if this guy wanted a scholarship to Ohio state for next season, I'd take him tomorrow, <laughs> you know, cause that, that guy, I thought this guy was really good, you know, but yeah, that's I just, I just, I'm always, I'm always worried about the quarterback run, even when it's slow guys. I mean, we've, we've let, really slow quarterbacks run on us before and it, it seems like we always have trouble against the quarterback run and the uh it, it'd be interesting to see how much they wisconsin tries to do that tonight well i mean to his little brother i mean he had a couple of nice runs against michigan and then you had uh you had some other guys you know some other stuff i mean i mean mccarthy from michigan can run and i'm telling you it is you know, I, the more I watch these NFL teams and, you know, it's like I, I said, well, I was texting you last week and J Aaron Rodgers ran. He's 39 years old. He's making $60 million. And, you know, they ran a, a read option. Like, but, like, look at this. 
You know, this is absurd. Well, like, wait, if you want to hear something funny, we we actually bet we had we had a bet on Aaron Rodgers on his running prop against the Bears because he always runs against the Bears, and uh, oh. so that was that was great to actually bet on an Aaron Rodgers running proposition and uh, cash that money. That was uh, that was nice. That's tasty. Well, it's like look here, covered, covered. I mean, this is as good a coverage. As you, it's like these guys are like velcroed to these guys, covered. You know boxed in you know boxed in good pass rush jt's got him dead to rights right and then you watch this and you're like oh god you know scramble drill like look at this boom boom jt's on the ground boom watch this i mean you know and that's that i mean i mean do you know how, like depressing that is when you're a defense when you know, when you have you have right here you have like you look like everything's boxed in Perfect coverage, perfect coverage, perfect coverage. Perf you know, I, I mean, nowhere to go with the ball. If I said Ken or Nevada, they're going to get seven yards on this play. You'd say, you're an idiot. There's no way. Then you hit play, and you're just like, you know, and, and he doesn't take a hit. You know, he's not dropping the shoulder. He's not running power zone read or any other stupid stuff like that. But, you know, that, that's why, like, and again, I know that we're in a different era and we're in the pocket quarterbacking Ryan Day era, but like, you know, if we ever play an actual good team that actually has a good quarterback like Bama, like Bryce Harris, I mean, th 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 this is, you know, this is. Now, you got, I, I have to take this off topic here just for a second. I'm watching the end of the Clemson Wake Forest game right now. It's 38 to 38. Wake Forest punts, has three timeouts left. Clemson has the ball first and 10 on their own 15 yard line and Wake Forest, they, they run, get like four yards and Clemson or Wake Forest does not stop the clock and lets the game clock run out. And so they're going to go to overtime right now. Why wouldn't you use your brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain? Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Timeouts. Call three times from the 15th. I don't know. That's why those guys. You, that's why those guys make eight million a year, and I don't because they're geniuses. I mean, you get a, you get a punt. You stop them three times. You make them punt for the fifteen. I mean, realistically, it's not unrealistic at all to think you might get the ball at midfield. 
So you need a field goal to win the game. Like, what? That's just crazy. But anyway, but I digress. This, this is a look that we could we could easily see against Wisconsin that really looks like this is really close to bear defense. Except yeah. instead of having D tackles, you have your linebackers basically playing um, something that, you know, when, when, when I coached and played O-line, like once these guys, once their heels get to the depth of the D linemen, you basically treat these guys in pass protection like they're defensive tackles. Because they basically, they're aligned like, even though if they're in a two-point stance and it's a linebacker, you got to kind of treat them like they're D tackles. Because, I mean, they can run the same stunts as a D tackle on an end, but... Like from behind, if I said, okay, to make bare defense, you have to have a nose guard who's zeroed up. You have that. And you have to have two, three techniques. You have that. And then you've got to have two ends. You have that. And this is literally Jim Knowles' version of bare defense. And then you've got your choke, your choke, your, your man-to-man guy on the tight end. So, I mean, and this is a formation similar to what I'd expect Wisconsin to run, especially when they motion this guy in. You kind of get like this heavier, you know, you, you know, you see your man up here, you see Ronnie Hickman running. Um, but you know, this is kind of the box, you know, if imagine this is a fullback or this is another tight end, this is kind of what the box is going to look like. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what we do. I love, I love bear defense just because it's something that, you know, if you have, if you can cover now again, you know, if Denzel's out tonight, like it looks like he's going to be out, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little tougher, but I mean, you know, you can get a lot of pressure and you can get home early. So, yeah. Tom, Tommy Eichenberg over under nine tackles tonight. God, I'd say over just because I feel like this is a Tommy Eichenberg kind of game. You know, it's just like, and he has been, you know, if there's a midseason All-American team, he's probably going to make it. He's just been so productive and he's been, you know, maybe our best player on the entire team. I mean, he's been fantastic. So, um, but well, he was a guy, you know, again, midseason, we talked about how much work he put in in the offseason. And he, I mean, he is a legit high 4-5, 40 guy, like 4-5-9, 4-5-8, 40 guy. And I, I posted that, and I think a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know, white linebacker, and I'm not seeing, I don't see that type of thing. And, boy, he plays like he shot out of a cannon. And um, he plays fast. He plays – I agree with you. I, I, think, I, I think I'd go over that as well. I think he's, uh, he's going to have a big game. It is his kind of game. You know, he'll be on the field a lot. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, having linebackers like Tommy, those guys that can stop the run but are you know, equally adept in terms of being able to stop that short passing game, those guys, having that is just such a, such a luxury for Ohio State. And, you know, we've, uh, we've been missing that. And it's just uh, it's nice to see it back. And I think it's, it's paying huge dividends for the OSU defense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, uh, you know, and, and again, like, how do we know that he runs like a a, a, a four six? Because I asked people that work at the Woody Hayes that time. <laughs> so it's not, this exactly. isn't like I, we, we don't like guessing. we don't like yeah we don't like we don't like throw dice on the ground and say oh okay uh, what is it Kirk okay we'll start with a four and then you throw like a six and an eight on the dice and you're just like you know like oh okay let's add it up like it just it, you know it's just I don't know like we don't you're all right all right ken or nevada i'm gonna throw two dice on the ground and i'm gonna okay so okay so i got a four and 68 so we're good like whatever it's like i don't it's just like it's just silly because like i'm like guys it's not that isn't like some sort of high-tech trade secret you know asking what someone's 40 time is like you know i mean unless they're just really really slow but i think you know with a lot of these guys it's just like 
when you see an NFL wide receiver that runs a four, like John Ross, he runs a four one eight, and he can't get separation. He's not productive, and he's out of the NFL. It's like, you know, I mean, it's all about coaching and how fast do these guys play. And it's just amazing. We switch out the linebackers coach. We get Jim Knowles in here, and Steele and Tommy look like they're all Americans. Like, look at this. this is perfection right here. Like, look, Jack Sawyer sets the edge on the tackle. You know, perfect. You know, falls back into it. You know. So when he sets his edge, the wall's there. You got Tommy flying. You got Steele doing his job, doing his job, doing his job. Box this run, and there's nowhere to go. You know, Steele's fighting over the top. Nowhere to go. And and Jack falls back into the tackle. But this is, I mean, I mean, Jack Sawyer has been a champion every single week. He might be the highest graded guy uh, on the defense that, other than let, Tommy. Let me, let me correct you. That I think that offside penalty. That second week cost him his champion thing. You can't, can't, no, can't the, be a champion. No, it was the first week. You're right. Yeah, I, know. I was, I was yeah, gonna, it, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, if you get one penalty, which is that's harsh, but again, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, you jump, you jump offside. You're not a champion under Knowles, man. It's tough. He's tough. Hey, man, he's he's no bullshit. Or uh, we played, we played. Uh, when we when I played, I remember we had a week where uh, a player got the Jim Parker O lineman of the week award. And he gave us, he gave up a sack in the game. And I was so angry. It was hilarious because I was like, how are we giving up? And, and we were playing a Mac team and he gave up a sack. And I was like, how would you ever give the O-lineman of the week up to a guy that gave a sack up? Like that, that's like, should be an automatic whatever, you know, but it is what it is. Here you get a little, little stunt here. You got a, these, this is always tough, you know, cause these guys are coming off the rock double team. Jerron does a nice uh, Wake, job here. Wake, Wake, Wake Forest just scored touchdown in overtime. They, they uh, So Clemson's going to have to come back and score. So Wake Forest is now up 45-38 for those of you guys watching at home. I love it. I love it. I got to block this. Yeah, Wake, Wake, Forest, Wake Forest has been running this little delay quarterback read like draw play where they give it to the yeah. kid really late. They like kind of hold it in his belly like forever. And it forces the defensive lineman almost to kind of stand at the line. I've never seen a team hold it in the backfield like that quite as long as Wake Forest has been doing it. It's like a read option kind of thing. But it's really weird. It's really long. I mean, it's really long. It's like, it's like purposely long. You no, got to watch hyper. it. You got to watch that. The hyper, the hyper long thing. It's, it's pretty, yeah. 45, 38 Clemson's getting the ball now for uh their chance in overtime so ma ma major upset alert going on right now now as you as you as a, as a player now first of all did you ever nap in the afternoons but like hockey players when we have games at night the players go back they eat and we have a really thing and they go back and they sleep they, they go back and go back to sleep for like an hour or two in, in the afternoon did you ever sleep during these night games in the afternoon okay. okay so here's the thing this is why i hate night games um the hardest part is with football, I think it's because we have so few games. We, we feel like we have to have 50 million walkthroughs every day when we have night games. And in hockey, I don't think you have that. You probably don't like walk through the same because hockey's more of a free flow thing. Like you're not walking through your power plays and your set plays like over and over and over and over again. Like I think it's more here's a scouting report. This is what we're going to run. Here's who, you know, whatever, like whatever. But like football, I mean, it's like when we have a night game, it's like, okay, that means we get to have 10 more walkthroughs today. We get to walk through more stuff. We get to script more stuff. We get to like, it's like more, it's like getting like a bunch of busy work basically. So I, um, like hockey players and, you know, basketball, NBA players, like, I feel like those guys, 
it's like more nap time. Like they get the scouting report chill because those games are a little more free flowing than football is. But um, the hardest part of a night game is we have to figure out how much we can sleep. You know, so you get about a three hour break in the middle of the day. Generally, that's what used to be like with Urban. I don't know if Ryan Day does that because Ryan, he literally takes the team over to the Woody Hayes now and they do walkthroughs at the Woody instead of doing it at the at the at the uh, Blackwell Hotel where the team stays at. Um, but I just I don't know. Like, I mean, you, you have to fight that balance between feeling tired, groggy, watching the noon games, you know. Uh, Urban used to make the guys get up in the middle of the three hours, like after like 90 minutes to get a peanut butter and jelly at the one snack room that we'd have set up on the floors with all the players. And you know, it, it was like, cause I mean, there was some sports dietitian or psychologist that said, Oh, they can't sleep for three hours. Or else they'll never be able to play football. So they got to get up. But I, I don't know. I, I would try to sleep. I'd wake up and take like a hot shower stretch, you know, just like, you know, I don't know, just try to wake up, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'm like most human beings, like, I work during the day, so I'm used to working during the day, I like to get up, I feel the freshest when I'm up, you know, in the morning, and I, I can get it going at noon, but um, I get the environment, I get it's better for recruiting, I know, but again, I just, I know coaches hate it, their families hate it, just because, you know, if it's a noon game, you're done now, so you get to go out, eat dinner, drink some beers, watch the night games, chill, because the only time you get off as a football coach is from after the game until Sunday morning at, you know, 8.30 or 9 or whenever Ryan has those guys come in at. So, you know, if you have a night game and you're done at 1 a.m., you get no time off. Like, your your time off is literally while you're sitting at the hotel today. So, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I go back and forth on it. I think that it's uh, – I don't know. It, that was always the hardest part is trying to figure out how much you should sleep versus not sleep. And I, I only played in – Night games weren't nearly as prevalent back then, obviously. We didn't even have lights on the stadium. We had to rent lights that had, like, you know, we had to plug into the stadium back in the day. We had to get those, like, rental lights for the Texas game in 05. And what, what, what about eating? What was your big meal? Did you did you have, like, a big, like, like almost like a, like a dinner at noon or something like that? Or what, you know, what was the eating? So I would eat, like, a, an absolute pig on Thursday and Friday. Like, Friday night, the team dinner, I ate pretty heavy. Saturday, it was, like, you know, urban would do like a buffet trestle did a, a like it was like a plated breakfast where it was like you got like eggs a chicken breast and a steak and then you know when we played a night game you would get like a your you know your three o'clock or four o'clock meal or three o'clock meal or whatever it was it would be like lasagna a chicken breast and like a flaming on that was it like there's no buffet because they didn't want guys like eating like hogs so i um and i would absolutely inhale that like i would eat that literally in probably 90 seconds i'd eat the entire plate and just get it in get it out get it digested you know take you know go to the bathroom whatever it was just <laughs> you know, yeah i i i i'm sorry I, I was like man i just want to get this in and out and i don't want to be burping up lasagna during pregame warm-ups and <laughs> I don't you're know. Like like, a, I mean, you're like you're like a you're like a jockey at the uh, Kentucky oh, Derby or something. Yeah, like I'm that. telling you, man. It, I'm telling you, it's just like I and and I still do that sometimes. It drives my wife nuts, and she's like, "Why do you eat so fast?" I was like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like I from like back in the olden days when I actually used to be an athlete and I used to be a football player. It's like I I would just inhale food, and it was you know it, it just like uh, the night before I wasn't like that, but I mean when when it was game days, man, I was just like. And the funny thing is, I remember when we had those plated meals. When I was coaching, I used to always give my food to Reed Fraggle and Norwell and Jack. Because, and, like, they don't give them that much food. And I'm like, do you guys want my steak? Do you guys want my 
chicken? Do you guys want my, cause like, you know, I would always go up into the press box and eat food, you know, because I mean, I, I set my, you know, I, we get to the stadium two and a half hours before the game and I would legit, um, <coughs> excuse me. I would legit like go upstairs and they have like city barbecue and like McCafe's. And then I would go into Gene and Sheila Smith's suite and I'd eat their food because they always had really good food. And they're right next, they're literally right next to the press box where the, where the coaches sit. They're like, they have like the home coaches box where like the, you know, the Ohio state sits, you have the athletic director suite. And then on the very next side of it, on the other side of it is the away coaches box. So I would be up, you know, I didn't have to do anything when I was a GA. I mean, I would literally walk up into the, you know, I would get dressed, which takes two minutes when you're GA, you put on khakis and a polo. So, I mean, it's not hard. And I'd go get my notebooks and my pens and get everything set up and taped to the walls, our little charts that we had in our little scouting reports. I'd get those, I'd literally go up in the press box and I'd sit there for, an hour, hour and a half before, you know, I, I went down on the field before warmups. Yeah, I'd, I'd sit up there for probably an hour. Just that I had nothing else to do other than sit in the locker room. And it's like, there's nothing to really watch in the locker room. So I'd rather be up there and just kind of, you know, get some food, drink some coffee, go through my notes. Um, and then I would head down onto the field for, for pregame warmups. And I'd look at the, I, I'd always be kind of scouting the guys on the opposing team just to see if there's anybody that was hurt, anybody that, um, you know, we thought might be injured or just check on them, see if they were dressed, that kind of thing. Um, and I'd head back in the locker room, you know, I'd always just stay out on the field the whole time. So there's no reason for me to be in the locker room. So I'd be out there scouting the opposing team and then I'd go, uh, go down there with, you know, for warmups and whatever with the O-line. And, but generally I, uh, when, when the, when the team, when Ohio State was warming up, I'd always be on the opposite sideline. Uh, like I'd be on our bench area, but I'd be down at the other end watching Penn State's D-line warm up because something that the guys love that i used what's up i was gonna say what's the biggest thing you've ever picked up out of a warm-up have you ever picked up anything anything of significance out of a warm-up out of a an, another team's preparation like a, a, a something you know an injury a key uh, uh a play uh just in, in a formation anything you ever anything that to, to watch for in the warm-up no, something I always would watch and I would always write down and take notes of is like whatever their favorite pass rush move is. Like, what do they do in one on one pass rush? Like, whoever, if we're playing a big DN like Kerrigan or JJ Watt, like what, you know, when they do that one, they usually get one shot of one on one pass pro versus their first O line. And I always write down what their move was. If they did a rip, they did a spin, they did a bull rush, whatever, just to kind of get like a little, a little thought on. Yeah, I, I tell Jack and Norwell and Len, Corey Lindsley and those guys, hey, this is what he did. Uh, something I'll never forget that was really weird is Devin Steele, who played for Pitt, Penn State, and he was really, really good, real good D tackle. Um, obviously, his daughter, uh, you know, famously had can you know she had cancer, she survived it, she's awesome. Uh, but but he was a really good player, and I remember. Larry Johnson was a coach. This is an If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 11, I believe, when, uh, when um, yeah, it was 11. And, and uh, it, was, it was right after Paterno got fired. You know, he might have died. Actually, I think he might have died. Like, I, think, I think it literally was like he like died like that week or something like that. And, and we, were, uh, we were going through, or, or he got fired. I think he might have gotten fired. I don't know if he died yet. But it, it, was, like, you know, it was like Tom Bradley's first game as the interim head coach. And, and you know, LJ was still there. And Devin Sill was their best player by far on defense. And I remember during pregame warm-ups, he didn't do anything. Like, he didn't, he didn't go through the warm-ups. He just stood there the whole time. And I've never seen that before. I've never seen a guy not do the pregame stuff, not do the, 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 you know, you know, the 101D. I never saw not do any of the, the fits versus the O-line. And uh, it was just interesting because, like, I, I thought he was hurt or he's concealing an injury or there's something they don't want you to know. Because, I, I mean, like, everybody goes through warm-ups. I mean, Granted, there's some guys that kind of screw around in warm-ups. There's some guys that take them way more serious than others. Um, I was always pretty serious about warm-ups generally just because I wanted to make sure I was all tuned up and lathered up, ready to go. But, like, I, he didn't do anything, so I mentioned that to the guys. And then he played the whole game. So I wasn't sure if he had, like, a knee or an ankle or a, a rib or something where he was trying to uh, limit the amount of contact. or It was just – it was stranger. And something that a lot of guys do if they are going to get Toradol, which is a painkiller, is they don't get it injected until after warm-ups. So I think that might have been it. Because I, I used to take Toradol when I had a broken foot in 05 and I played every game. It was horrendously painful. And I literally would do warm-ups without the painkiller and it would hurt like hell. And then I would, you know, I, I kind of like would take it easy a little bit. And then I'd get in the locker room. Because, you know, the start of warm-ups is like 50 minutes before kickoff. So, I mean... You know, if that stuff only lasts for two hours, you want to get it as close to kickoff as you can so that it, it lasts for as, as much of the game as it can. So if you do it, like, before warm-ups, then you're, like, eating up an hour of it when you're just kind of BSing around in, in the warm-up stuff. So I would always take it after the, the warm-ups. I'd go into the little training room, and they'd get the giant the needle out that was, like, this big, and they would just jam that thing in me. And it hurt, like, absolute hell. And it was just like – and I, I'm not scared of needles or anything – but I don't like severe pain like most people, and it hurt like hell. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was never fun. But then my foot would go numb, and it was amazing. So that made that made playing a lot easier because, I mean, playing with the, the pain in my foot that I had to practice with all week sucked. So the highlight of my week was literally getting a painkiller. <laughs> so, yeah, well, but, yeah. Uh, Clemson, Clemson just won in overtime against Wake Forest, and they were showing a, a, a thing of that Brian Brees dad that number yeah. 11 for Clemson, you know, the, the big guy. Boy, his dad is a bigger jack wagon than the kid. I mean, the, the dad was out there, like, taunting the Wake Forest fans and doing stuff like that. It's like, really? well, now you know where the kid – yeah, now you know where the kid got it. You know, the dad is a complete wow. jack wagon. Yeah. yeah how the rest so – how, how, how did Michigan finish up? I've just been focused on this game. I've been studying as much as I can and – yeah, last time I looked, they 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 had kind of pulled away. Maryland had just kind of squandered so many opportunities. Michigan Michigan's not a great football team. This is this is going to be one of those ones where they come into the stadium. I hope, I really do hope and pray that they're undefeated, so we can just go in and just just beat the heck out of them. But this is not a great this is not a great Michigan team. And yeah, I mean Corum, I, I, that, little, I, that, that, that little Smurf Corum running back, yeah, he, he's fine. But you know, yeah. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, Quinn Ewers didn't start today. He was they literally list him as an or in the quarterback list, so that was interesting. Uh Bama's got Vanderbilt. We got I'm just kinda of going through some of the scores. So Michigan, wow, it's only a seven point game, so they probably didn't cover. 34-27 versus Maryland. Georgia only 39 to 22 versus the Golden Flashes of Kent State. Okay. All right, so that's not a cover. Penn State snooze through Central Michigan, 33-14. Baylor beat Iowa State. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of going through uh some of the games that just that just went final. So but yeah, what did, do you what did, did, go ahead? Did you watch the Missouri Auburn game? Oh my gosh. I, Missouri Missouri Auburn. Missouri gets the ball down to the five yard line end of regulation tied 14-14, has a field goal, a twenty-two yard field goal to win the game with no time left, misses mm-hmm. the field goal, goes to overtime, holds Auburn to a field goal. Gets the ball, the guy's running it into the end zone, holds the ball out to the end zone, fumbles it. Auburn recover literally as he's going in the end zone, fumbles like, recovers. Like loses. Leon Leon Lett style. Leon Lett style loses seventy four. Yes. Yeah. God, that's, man. What, that's, what was the game? What was the game the other day? Was it an NFL game or what game was it where the guy like he like he like put the ball out and just dropped it like literally right as he hit right as he crossed. Oh, well, that, that was the end. That was the end of the uh, of the. The, the Cardinals Raiders game. Yeah, way. you're you're yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah the guy. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, how how about run through the back of the end zone with the ball? Like, Dude, this I, isn't that complicated. Come on. Yeah, and you're not being like you're not being like Mister Get Off That Lawn guy, but it's just like you know. I mean, I see that, and I'm like, don't they remember like Deshaun Jackson was the greatest one ever? He like yeah, he tried to do like a somersault at the Army All American game from like the seven yard line, <laughs> and he landed on like the two, and like. <laughs> and he drops the ball, and then he's like, he's like, you know, throwing up crips and bloods or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, he fumbles and like, oh, I didn't fumble. And I'm like, yeah, that is a uh, that is substandard in some par. How about UCLA's three and There you go. They're waxing Colorado, of course. Yeah, Chip Chip's got them going, man. I'm telling you what, they they it's got them going on. They don't. It, it, it UCLA is a sleeping giant. If they, you know. Oh, Talk yeah. about a program that like can be good. You don't even have to. He doesn't even have to leave Southern California. He wouldn't have to leave Orange County, and no. they can put together a really good football team. And there's just so many football players out there. And uh, I I loved it when Bob Toledo was out there. They UCLA relevant on the national scene. I would love to see them relevant again. That'd be good for college football. I totally agree. Totally agree. What uh, so. You guys in the chat, so most of you guys, I hope you guys are on Buckeye Scoop. We're going to be switching to the game thread shortly, checking out our thread. So any, any any questions in the in the thread that we can? That so we, can we got one. All right, what do you? All right, from my man C Grizzard. What are you guys' opinion on Michigan now that they've played somebody? Oh, well, I mean, I think you answered that no, in Nevada. No, you know, no. Kind of a wet fart, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're just they're who we thought they are. I mean, yeah, you know, they're they're that that same team they get the little smurf running back and they throw it to the tight end and hardball will just run it up the middle and they'll do their thing and the defense is fine and you know they're just they're just fine you know there's there's no way that ohio state is going to lose those guys this year ohio state is going to wax that team that 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 is going to be one if you can get our futures bet on that game bet ohio state against michigan it's just, it, it, talk about a game for, for Day's legacy. I mean, Day cannot afford to lose twice in a row to Michigan. Like, I mean, losing once up there at Ann Arbor was kind of like, okay, he can't lose a second time to Michigan. And he knows that. 
And, and Ryan Day is a, a great college football coach. They, uh, and, and I, I just don't see anything that Michigan can do that's particularly scary. And they're not going to be able to run that bully ball against us this year. I'm just telling you that. That's, it's not going to work. Yeah, so, so this is uh, this is a, this is the three linebacker look that we could potentially see tonight. Um, we've got a uh, we've got Cody, we've got EA in. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty close, honestly. Yeah, I, I think this is about as close as I've seen to. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean is... Cody Cody's been good. People talk a lot about Steele and, and about Tommy, and necessarily so, but Cody's I... been really good. He's been think, really good. I think Cody's awesome. I just think that people, you know, they he had both of his shoulders like ripped out of the sockets last year, and he had to have massive shoulders. It's just like I'm like, what do you guys expect out? Of, you know, we said he was good last year, and then he, you know, when a guy like, you know, it'd be like if I said, man, this receiver looks really good, and then he tears his ACL. It's like yeah, it's probably not going to look good anymore. But like when a, when a linebacker doesn't have his shoulders, it's like I mean, he's like he's basically handicapped. But this is an old under front. Yeah, you, know, you got your shade. I and mean, this is what we could easily see against Wisconsin because this is a Wisconsin kind of formation here. You got your wing, you know, this is two tight ends. This is your, you know, your, your tailback. I mean, this is a Wisconsin type formation. This would easily be an adjustment. Um, you got your safety, you know, you got Kai down here playing strong. You, know, you got your free back here, you know, you got Sonny. Um, that is the kind of formation we could easily see. You know, I mean, this is, Again, sometimes you just gotta you gotta match like you know if this is a fullback, you know if if they do that in the tailback, you know you get your tight end. This this is a front we could easily see against Wisconsin tonight. And again, that's the good thing about playing a team like Toledo is you could put this stuff on film uh, before the game. You know they could break it down. You know obviously seventy seven twenty one. So you know Toledo is trying to run the ball and get out of here. Um, and again, they they did a good job and, and they might win the MAC. I mean I thought I was really impressed with them. Obviously they don't have the firepower to run with our guys, but. You know, they had some really good players. Um, just a counter, you know, just easy stuff. You know, you're getting kind of everybody in the game at this point. You're getting the walk-ons in. You're getting the freshmen in. So, um, a little surprised Ty Leak's in there still. I mean, you got Hero. Here's Hero Canoe. You got Kenyatta. Uh, I think that's Caden Curry. Is that 92? How, yeah, there's, yeah, but there's how, how about Caden? Does, does Caden Curry get any burn tonight? Yes or I, you no? know, I, I don't know. Maybe I think that the, the hardest part about Caden is he's undersized. So, you know, but I think that if you put a gun to my head and said, who's our fourth best defensive end right now, I'd say Caden over Jay, uh, John, Javante G. Baptiste. We had two sacks last week, but, you know, I think Javante is a heavier guy. So he's probably harder to move in the running game. I'm sure he is. Um, but, you know, there, I think there's a big, you know, if, if you ask me to rank him, you know, it's, it's Jack. Then it's uh, JT, then it's, uh, you know, Harrison. You know, then there's a <coughs> big old gap. And then, it, you know, then, then you get down into, you know, uh, JJB. You get Caden, you know, so. Tyler Friday? Yeah, I, I, I mean, and, and Tyler. I, I think, honestly, I think that, you know, you'd probably put these two side by side because just based on the rotation that Jim Knowles has been, or Larry Johnson has been playing, um, yeah, I, I think that Friday is kind of in that he's kind of in that second tier next to JJV, just based on when these guys come into the game, how many snaps they're getting. So, um, you know, and, and Tyler, Tyler is a great kid. He's tough as nails, plays really hard. Uh, he's the guy that a lot, you know, these guys are respected. But again, he's a smaller guy, you know. So, I mean, when you're playing Wisconsin, like you got to get the the cam. You know, I mean, you know, when we played him in 07, when we were number one in the nation against the run, we gave up 60 yards a game on the ground. 
um, we had Cam Hayward and, and Vernon at the two ends. We had two of the best ends in school history that were big monsters. And those are the kind of guys that I think Wisconsin doesn't really want to see. So, well, uh, we almost got through all this film Nevada. I'm going to wrap this. I got to head to the stadium. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I have decent, uh, internet connection. I might try to stream from there. Uh, any final thoughts as we are counting down? We are three hours from kickoff. I got to go brave this Columbus traffic. Um, any final thoughts before uh, the foot hits the ball and the Badgers play the Buckeyes? Uh, big win for the Buckeyes. Uh, big effort all the way around. And Ohio State makes a big special teams play that blows the game open. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree. I think that it's... Uh, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun night in the shoe. It's a, you know I, I wear black to every game, so it doesn't matter if it's a red out, blue out, purple out. I'm wearing black every game, so everybody can join me in wearing black. Um, so I'm gonna wrap this thing up, guys. As always, we appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a like, subscribe to the channel. If you really want to have some fun, joybuckasgroup.com. We are gonna be on the game thread. Uh, Nevada, Bill Green, uh, TJ Downing, the Helmpick District. We have a ton of guys, the Oracle, all through that game tr thread. Uh, the biggest game thread in the industry for Ohio State football. Super active. We dive into that thing. We love having it. It's a blast. So hope you guys are doing great. The availability report should be out in two hours or so. We'll have that posted on there. But if you guys want the latest inside news on Ohio State, it looks like we're not going to see Denzel Burke tonight. Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's like we're not going to see him either. So there's going to be probably some more other injuries that will be breaking. I'm heading to the stadium. I will let you guys know what I see. And I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you guys, Buckeye Nation. You guys are the best. Thank you, Scoop family. I will see you guys on BuckeyeScoop.com. If you're going to the game, drive safe. Enjoy the game. If you're watching from home, there's no better companion than BuckeyeScoop.com and the game thread. We have the best community in the entire game. And we have some of the greatest people in the world. So our people are jazzed up. So Crack a beverage, get that big old plate of food, get that TV turned up, and let's rock. Appreciate If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get you guys. Go Bucks. Beat Wisconsin.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.